0: You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about portraying confidence in the ways we show up in the world. Now, many of us are quite familiar with the concept of a quote unquote personal brand. And there are a lot of elements that comprise a personal brand, but today we're not talking about personal brands per se. Um, However, one element is the way that we show up. And I mean that literally, like actually showing up and then the way that we present ourselves when we do show up. And we also know there's more than meets the eye. Like we're not talking purely like, you know, what we see on the outside. But let's talk about what we see on the outside because we live in a world where first impressions are hard to come by, and oh, shocker, they only come once. So it's important that we understand how we physically show up uh, and what we're wearing, how it influences the way that we're perceived. So today's guest is Morgan Wider, wardrobe stylist, speaker, bestselling author, and podcast host. She does it all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she works with entrepreneurs and executives to help them feel more confident and powerful in all areas of their lives. Welcome to Eloma Morgan. Hi, thank you for
1: having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here. Um. All right, lady. So, tell me, what led you to become a wardrobe stylist and expert?
1: I think every person who's an entrepreneur has their own kind of unique journey, and mine was first, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I never thought i would be a wardrobe status. I was working in corporate retail uh, for some of the world's largest brands and loved product, loved being in the store, loved clothes, had a closet full of them, Um, but didn't really like my job in that and didn't like who I was. So I wasn't really showing up to work every single day as my best self. Started a meditation practice and realized there's more to life than a chest pain that sat in the middle of my chest all of the time. There's more to life oh. than right? Preach. Right. There's this is what I call like the Sunday night panic attacks about going into the office on yes. Monday. Right. Um, and so I made the very preemptively by, I, I found image consulting. I, sometimes actually, I think it found me. I don't know how to this day. I, I found this training, spent a few weeks, uh, one summer and that was like June, July, and then quit my job by September. No one knew, like I didn't see this coming. My family, my bosses, um, And that was September of 2016. I just, it was a, it was literally a faith walk. And I knew for me at the time, it was just, I want to help people shop the way that I know how to shop. And I want to help people feel better than how I felt in most of my life, hiding and and playing small and how I showed up at work and in my wardrobe.
0: Okay. You just like, (laughs) oh man, there's like so much to dive in there. Um, Okay. Pick the right question, Kylie. Uh, You talk about playing small. Mm -hmm. talk about talk about playing small and the relationship between that and the work that you do like how this got you going
1: you know i i have to be candid kylie i spent my whole life up to a certain point playing small and hiding i i was the only black girl growing up in minnesota i was the tallest girl in my class i have a deep voice um and I just always felt like there was something wrong with me or I had to to blend in. And I think we all have that something that we think we have to that makes us the other. Um and I spent my years in 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 corporate retail. My first job out of college at the headquarters of the Gap, I was the only girl on the all men's team for the old Navy men's polo business. And it was like a frat. And it was great because oh I could learn how goodness. to it was good in some ways because I learned how to <laughs> think like a guy and, and be objective to product and, and and all of those things. But I was the other in so many ways and that started Mm -hmm. the cadence of like how do i be accepted i don't want to i want to be the smart one not the pretty one i don't want them to look at my like who i am as a woman i want to be treated as an equal so and i equated that in my young brain of wearing and this was san francisco at the headquarters of the gaps are very casual casual but baggy jeans a white tee and a pair of sandals and maybe like a baggy cardigan if i was wearing a fitted tee like i was hiding my body and really Sure. Hiding who I was because I didn't want to stand out and I wanted to be taken seriously, which I think is a smart woman's um epidemic in the world where we think that our looks and our femininity contrast or isn't competition with our intelligence.
0: Okay, I had all these questions <laughs> planned out and you just thrown them all out the window in like the best way. Um let's dive into that. Let's dive into that. Like like i i love what you're talking about like i too i i want to be known as a smart woman right and this balance between um being seen and taken seriously as a smart woman in contrast to the way that we physically look mm-hmm. talk to me about where where that shows up for
1: yeah. you yeah so you you nailed it in the introduction about first impressions science has shown that The human brain makes all kinds of assumptions within seven seconds of seeing someone. And within those seven seconds, 60% of those assessments of if we like that person, trust that person, want to do business with that person comes from what that person's wearing. And it comes to that, like it really boils down. Right. So that means that 40% of what someone thinks about us is that that we can't control our gender identity, our race, our height, our tone of voice, and those things. But 60% of what someone assumes about us comes from how we show up. So that's why... As wow. smart women, we think that it's so important to be the, to work the hardest and, and stay the latest and do all the things. But one of my things that I tell my clients and I say on stage is people can't hear your message if you look a mess. So if you're not valuing who you are and your image and. As a yeah. smart woman, you also are in a body, right? And you you have to honor this body and, and show that you have a strong attention to detail, show that you're creative, communicate those things, and your image supports the message or your intelligence or your work that you're doing. It, it goes hand in hand. One is not more important than the other. And I think oftentimes we've been taught that what we do is more important, but who we be and who we, how we honor ourselves and how we dress is just as important.
0: Uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> am i saying too much kylie I'm no stuck. no dear this is great like we just went like so we just like went <laughs> right into the right down the rabbit hole and that was just so it happened so much faster than i was prepared for and uh this is great um yeah and i think that that opens up a whole can of worms right like as women specifically we've been told so many different things in society about the way that we look and the way that we dress and what we should and what we shouldn't be wearing and all of those things. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate that, or do we navigate that? What role does that play in the way that we, as women entrepreneurs, choose to show up?
1: You know, it's we've been taught this mindfuck, and I and and it's really not fair to us because we're supposed to. Um, we've been taught that professionalism essentially means professionalism is equated as proximity to whiteness and maleness if you really think about it but then it's also honoring your femininity and being a woman and being you know and, and leaning into that so like it absolutely makes sense that we don't know how to show up or are confused by that and I think the caveat even with women on entrepreneurs is you're busy, right? Like you're in the throes of your business and you were creating and you were the multitasker. And we think that our wardrobe, again, doesn't matter and that our product should matter. But I had to learn this myself. Like you are your product. You are the brand. Kylie, you know this for sure. Like Even though you have the, the website and the team and all of that, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And your yeah. wardrobe and your image is about, again, going back to the first impression of whether or not when people see you, they're going to make the assessment if they know, like, or can trust you. It's so important. And I, and again, I'm I'm not saying to wear Manolos to the grocery store or any of those things, but as an entrepreneur, you never know where your next client opportunity can come from. I remember back in the day when I lived in San Francisco and I was wearing these baggy jeans, I was I was going out with my girlfriends and I wanted to wear that same kind of crappy outfit out. And one of my girlfriends said, you never know where you might meet your destiny. She was talking about a man, but it could also be the same true about a client. If you're a real estate agent, if you are an executive yeah. like, you never know what what opportunities can come, and that's why it's always good to to be feel confident about how you look, no matter what kind of day you're having, if you, your height, your weight, like all of that. Just honor your body and honor yourself.
0: Okay. So, question then? L- yes, yes to all of that. Um, but does the question then become how do we change the way that we feel confident? Like, can we can we equally feel confident in like? Our best badass power suit, as we feel confident in like yoga pants and tennis shoes.
1: Absolutely, like, you can okay. as long as you're not hiding. And so like even okay, for let's talk about it's, it. it's, uh, like you, it all goes back to the intention behind it, right? And okay. so if you are, for me, when I am home and not fit, client facing most days, I am excited to be in sweatpants or yoga pants and my workout clothes because that that tells my brain. It's work time, like quiet work time instead of me when I put lipstick and shirts on and jewelry. It's <laughs> it's public facing time. But yeah. I, I I know I'm intentionally doing those things. And I've crafted a lounge and work from home um, wardrobe that I feel damn good in. Like my pants make like my butt look okay. good. Like it's not like, I'm, <laughs> yes. you know, like it's, it's it's a thing, right? Like yeah. you sweat like everything in your closet. If you go, if you take it to Marie Kondo should make you feel good. And again, you can feel confident in yoga pants, if you are knowing what you're wearing them for and you're owning that. I just, I don't want any woman to be hiding behind the yoga pants or trying to play small in them because they think that they're not worthy of being seen or they think that their their body, these extra 15 pounds makes it seem like they're not worthy of new pairs of pants. Women, I mean, we can all tell how you're wearing those yoga pants, if it's wearing out of confidence or if it's wearing out of shame and hiding. Yes. Okay.
0: The intention behind it. For sure, uh, and only
1: you can know that per se. But we can kind of tell low key when you can, when pick, it at up. Her, you can pick it up. Yeah. You can pick it up.
0: Yeah, you can pick it up. that's an interesting perspective. I never thought about it that way. I mean, like, I'm totally the queen of yoga pants. Like, I'm like, yes, I can dress these up. I can dress them down. Look at me go. <laughs> uh, but it's always good to think about the intention behind them and and how again how it's perceived by others. Yes. Our defining success workshop series is so much more than just a business workshop. This three-day intensive is a carefully curated exercise in finding clarity in the now, which includes your personal and professional goals. We have four expert speakers that will guide you through what typically takes years to accomplish in just three days' time, and will save you roughly $100,000 in investment while we're at it. This will be the best ROI you'll ever make. I pinky promise. Sign up for one of our four defining success workshops taking place at Hotel Metro in Milwaukee this year. You can register at rixrixworkshops.com And keep in mind, space is limited. Okay. So for all the entrepreneurs listening right now, and they're like, okay, Morgan, you just blew open a whole bunch of shit for me. Uh, we got a closet. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, And I want to make sure that I'm coming out swinging so that I I feel good and other people get like good vibes from me. What do entrepreneurs need to know when it comes to showing up and and building that personal presence?
1: Invest in some staples that are signature to you. I'm not the stylist that says, every woman should own a black pair of pants and a black pencil skirt and a black plaid. No, that's like... What are the signature elements to you that when someone sees you in the grocery store or someone sees your LinkedIn video, there's a consistency. So for example, for me, okay. it's my hair. I spend quite a bit of money getting this hair color done. And the one time I thought I was going to change it, a woman tapped me on the shoulder and TJ Maxx and said, I thought that was you. I saw you on the TEDx stage. I'm like, oh shit, can't change my hair color, right? So like that's one of the things that like are part of me. You'll always see me in some type of jewelry for your wardrobe, if it's curating a closet of like if you're if your power color is red, making sure that you wear red shoes or a red blazer. I, I interviewed a woman for my book that she wore red all of the time. And that's how people came to know her, right? Mm-hmm. Is it your uniform can be really funky? Like buy a, a pair of spots that you find at maybe Zara or Banana Republic, buy them in every color and then just do a simple white tee or a cardigan, um, on top of it. Like make, you can mm-hmm. create. A uniform for yourself that says you don't have to think about it. Like, I don't think about my hair. I'm not thinking if it's going to be straight this day or not. I'm not thinking about the jewelry. Those are signature elements for me. What are those things for you? If it's a fun pair of high heels, what are the things that people, when they see you, they will be started equating? I also remember a woman I've worked with. She wears pearls every single day because pearls represent grit and overcoming something beautiful. Like, and it makes her feel good. Right. So like, what are the things that when she puts those on, she feels good and that exudes and it's part of her brand.
0: That, also, I didn't know this about pearls and I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's never how I thought about pearls. Right. But, I, I you never know. didn't like
1: them either. But like when she said that, I'm like, I get, again, that meaning behind it. And then she has tons of different versions of pearls. And that's what yeah. her thing is. And she'll dress up with a white tee or a black blouse. That's a thing. Interesting. I, yeah. Red lipstick can be a thing. Like whatever, yep. whatever the thing is.
0: Yeah. So that's what I was just going to ask. It's like, so, I mean, I've, I've thought through this exercise myself before, um, and landed on a few different things, but so I'm hearing you say like, it could be anything. It could be the style of shoes you wear or the shoes you wear. It could be whether you wear pants or dresses or skirts. It could be whether you do suits, whether you do jumpsuits, whether you do, uh, lipstick, the accessories, the glasses, your hair, like it could be anything or any combination of those things. Yes.
1: Absolutely, And it's about, it can be any of those things. And what really this goes back to, there's a book that I love called executive presence by Sylvia Ann Hewitt. And she quotes, um, she does a lot of surveys about executive presence. And one of the quotes that I always read is an executive said, executive presence is not really about how you like your genetic makeup, but it's about making the effort to look like you put yourself together. So when you are putting the pearls on or the red lipstick, You are honoring yourself, but you're also honoring your audience, your potential client. Again, the possibility of a client in the grocery store Mm -hmm. by making the effort. If it's, I talked to a client earlier today and she's like, Morgan, I love Air Max, Nike Air Max sneakers. How can I wear those every day? I'm like, boom, let's build some great, some skinny pantsuits and some great dresses. And that's going to be your thing, but it's about making the effort to show up on brand and feel good.
0: Yeah. Well, and what I'm also hearing you say without necessarily saying it is, you have to make decisions
1: you have yes you cannot not make a decision and and hide in yoga pants like you have to make the intention to put some clothes on you'll feel so much better
0: yeah and and make the decision like is it the shoes is it my lipstick is it my hair like some people like they get like they do crazy things with their hair all the time it's like okay if that's your thing that's your thing then that's your thing right um so yeah, okay. So there's all different things that you can do with this. Uh, for anybody listening who's like, "Cool, cool, cool," I uh, have no idea where to start. Like, <laughs> this sounds great in theory, but I don't know what's up. Where would you? How would you help these ladies get started?
1: Start with what's in your closet. Go through your closet item by item. Does this make me feel good? Do I? Do I, do I feel like a million bucks in these sweatpants? Do, do my, um, is this bra fit me? That's another conversation for another day, but your, your, your undergarments are also really important in how you show up in the world. Um, go item by item. Do I like this? Am I keeping this just because somebody gave it to me? Um, am I keeping this because I'm stuck in the past of who I used to be when this used to fit? Um, all of those things. Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: Oh, that was, That's,
1: that's, that's another thing that gets us caught up. I call those grave clothes. Like they're keep, those clothes are keeping you in the grave of who you used to be. Yeah. So let those things go. Clean out your closet. If it doesn't fit, if it doesn't honor the woman, the entrepreneur that you are right now, like I had a client who had, she was, she's now a Reiki super spiritual guru who used to be a lawyer. She was keeping those black suits in her fucking closet. I'm like, dude, you're never gonna wear
0: these you again. You gotta let go,
1: right? So like, what are the items that honor who you are right now? Get rid of the ones that don't, and then look for commonalities across what you like that's in that closet, and then maximize that. If shoes bring you joy, go buy new shoes. If it's if it's blouses, like, what are the things that you know are like the edginess? If it's the romantic side of you, lean into what makes you feel good.
0: That just got like a whole, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, we jumped into the rabbit hole like right away. And that just like dug a deeper rabbit hole within the said rabbit hole. The idea of I just gotta I got to circle back on this, Morgan, because you brought it up and it's big. Um, Holding on to used to be. Yes. Like that clothes hold that kind of power. Oh, they definitely do. Like, like, talk to me more about about, I mean, we, we've touched on Marie Kondo. We've talked about confidence. We've talked about, like you said, go through everything Mm -hmm. in your closet, but talk to me more about like the power that we unknowingly give to our clothes and that, that can limit us from showing up in the ways that we want to.
1: Thank you for asking me this question. I don't get to talk about this enough. Um, I'll give you an example from a, a client. We'll say she was about 40, can't really remember. Um, super high-powered executive, uh, real estate agent making money hand over fist. Had two pre a um, one teen, preteen, and one teenager. I had known her from high school. She still had her size two pairs of jeans in her closet from high school, even though she was now like a size six. And this is not about body like right. one size is better than the other, because that's not at all the case. But she was holding on to those size twos from high school. And I'm like, dude. Your life is amazing. Like you have two kids, you're 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 running a business. You're walking into your closet and literally mind fucking. I don't mean to say fuck so much, but you're mind fucking <laughs> yourself um, to thinking about who you were at eighteen and whole and judging yourself to the standard of what an eighteen year old was used wearing. Yes. What it used to be right, and you're not able to honor the life that you have now. Like you're like you're walking into a closet. And you are literally hitting yourself of nothing but memories of the past instead of honoring the greatness of your life right now. We have to let those things go. And even if you go the other way, um, this was my mistake. Uh, I had lost a bunch of weight and I was keeping those larger jeans in my closet just in case. That sends a message to the universe that you're going to need those again. So then lo and mm-hmm. behold, a whole bunch of PB&Js and Oreos later, I'm <laughs> back into fitting into those jeans. So like yeah. your closet... Just like your business, like you don't want anything stale or no. like let go of what no longer serves you. You can't, you can't afford to hold that burden. You can't afford to walk in your closet each morning and not feel good about yourself. Like you literally have other things to think about.
0: Uh, yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes. But I gotta just say like, not to make this about me, but like that's, it just rings so true because I personally, I went on a weight loss journey. I lost like Twenty-five pounds. I felt really good about myself, really strong. And then I gained thirty pounds. And now i And when I had lost all that weight, I bought all these clothes, which I was like, "Whoa, look at this! I feel so great yeah. in these things." And I'm like, "Okay, I want to. I want to lose the weight again." So it's like I'm using that as like motivation. reminders, like mm-hmm. leverage and motivation. But it's also a good reminder of like, "Hey, let's keep in mind what matters most right now."
1: Yes. Yes. And. Here's I also will say, and and some and, and and I don't want to be like keep some of the things and 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 yes, that can be motivation, but I also tell my clients who are holding on to things from the past that they're gonna fit into one day. A, what if that one day never happened? So are really we foreboding joy until until you can get back in whatever like size two yeah. jeans, right? But also if you think about it, the woman that it takes for you to go from a size eight down to a size four again. That woman is going to be a different woman than the woman who was wearing the size four the first time. And the woman who did that work deserves a fucking reward of new clothes to honor the work that she did to get to that new point of her life. So it's like yeah. when you're holding on to these things that you think you might want to wear in the future, possibly, but you also want to honor. And also, and this is my own case of when I bought clothes that honored me at size 14, and I could see how good I could look in a size 14 that motivated me to then make the changes to get down to a size 12 because I was like, Oh, I'm not as awful as I think I am. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I can still look good. Like clothes, like clothes have that power to help us good about ourselves in the opposite side. And so buying a few things, that will honor who you are right now. I promise you will motivate you to feel even better about getting to whatever size you desire to be about.
0: And you know, again, not that this is all about size, but one thing that I've realized recently, I'm like, The only time size ever trips me up is when I'm buying it. Yes, like the moment that I own the thing and I'm like, oh, these are my purple pants or whatever they are. It's not like these are my size, whatever purple pants, and I have feelings about it. It's like these are just my purple pants. Nobody knows
1: the size and the garment you're wearing. They just know the shit doesn't fit. Like that's it.
0: Yeah, that's it. it. So that's an interesting, interesting perspective. Now, uh, you've also written. So, so obviously, you know your ship, you Uh, you know, you know what you're talking about Uh, so much so that you've written a book. Tell us a little bit about The Worthy Wardrobe.
1: Oh, The Worthy Wardrobe. I call my love letter to any woman who's felt like she wasn't good enough or pretty enough. Mm -hmm. I share my story. I share other client stories. The topics that we are talking about right now, I dig deeper into, um, but it's really my goal. Uh, you have to know that you're worthy of being seen first. Like when I work with clients who don't like themselves or don't think that they're deserving of attention or they think that only their smarts matter, only what they can do Mm -hmm. for people that matters, whatever I buy for them doesn't work because they don't feel good on the inside first. So first part of the book is like, I need to establish that you are worthy, that you are loved, that you are perfect no matter what, no matter what size, no matter what anyone tells you. And then let's talk about how to build a wardrobe from that Spiritual, enlightened perspective, so that you feel like I just want everyone to feel good every day. Feel That's
0: good. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know this because we are both in uh, heroic public speaking with the yes. lovely Michael and Amy Port and AJ Harper. Um, you are working on bringing that. Well, you are already bringing this work to stages, but you're working on bringing this to stages in even bigger, bigger, better ways. So talk to me a little bit about the work that you're doing in terms of speaking engagements. Yes.
1: So Kylie, most of my business now is in the corporate space. So I talk to employees and teams about how to authentically show up. Like that first impressions, how do you build your personal brand? Mm -hmm. And I wrote this book and then that kind of launched the speaking. But I'm working on a talk that goes deep into this emotional space and for women only audiences. And so this is nervous for me of really... Digging into the, the deep stuff, the stuff that we try to hide and the stuff we don't want to admit about how we view ourselves. And I'm really excited about getting women to, to own their worthiness and to show up in that.
0: Um, without giving away too much, can I ask, like, tell, tell me a little bit about how you go about that? How I o- go. owning, owning the worthiness, like, uh, just like a teaser. Don't give mm. away the secret sauce. <laughs>
1: The first thing and I touched on it before, but it's no matter what your faith practice is, you we have to acknowledge that something bigger than us made us, and something bigger than us made a, made a spirit, mind, and body, and not all and all three need each other, and all three are equal. So once you like that's the that's the thing like. You're made perfect and you're made whole. And there's these three components that we we work on: this mind, and we get the degrees, and we build the business. And sometimes we work on the spirit, or we we'll go exercise, or we'll meditate. But then sometimes we neglect loving our bodies and how we look, and 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 the person or the source that made us. I don't believe makes mistakes. So how you look, Kylie, is a part of your purpose and how you connect with people, right? Like, and you have to honor how you look, just like you honor the other areas of your life.
0: I had no idea that clothes were so deep man <laughs> This is this is real This is real uh, this is like therapy and coaching all in one. And then you show up and you like look better when than when you got here. So like, I love that's
1: what I love i get to do, it. and that's why I love working with women mostly because we get to have these real conversations. You know, like women get in their underwear with me, so like we can't be in small talk. And you're like, your <laughs> yeah, and you're like, no, it's just like,
0: like, oh, this is me. we got to talk about it, right? All like, the cellulite and everything. Here you I go.
1: Seen it all. I'm telling you, like I'm like an ob yeah. like nothing scares
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, lay out, spread them, let's figure this out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing, simple, and affordable podcast production agency. Hivecast has been instrumental in producing welcome to Eloma, simplifying our workflow, and making our lives so much easier. Their packages range from $500 to $1,000 a month to create audio, video, and marketing creative assets. They've saved us huge on both our bottom line as well as time spent. They also have a sister agency called Fireside, which offers marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, and so much more. And they're all at really reasonable prices for small business owners. The best part is that there's no contract, so you can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code ELOMACAST, E-L-O-M-A-C-A-S-T, and save fifty percent off your first month of services. Go ahead and give them a try. We have loved working with them, uh, Morgan. I mean, this is like like kudos to you for not only just figuring out your special calling in this in this world, and then doing something about it, but finding a way to do it so uniquely, uh, so new- uniquely yours, and and taking it layers and layers and layers deeper. In serving people in a way that mm, I'm going to go out on a ledge and say, I'm guessing they didn't realize they needed.
1: Happens all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: thank you for that, for seeing that in me. I I, I honor and appreciate that. And I'm so thankful I get to do this work and meet people like you, like, like you, like you want to help women change the world and change their businesses and, and grow and expand. And, and that's what I'm passionate about too, is like the more women that own and know who they are, like just the world is going to be so much more phenomenal. Right.
0: It just like lights up. It's just yeah. like on steroids in a good way in a healthy, yes.
1: it's just the best feeling to see when a woman fucking gets her possibility. Right. And like, yeah. how you see it in like helping her build her business. Yeah. I see it when she walks out in the fitting home. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's the best feeling ever. I love
0: it. And I just wish for, I wish for all of society that, that we all do work like that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like if if we all make it our priority to do work for other people that makes their life light up and makes them like stronger and more confident and caring and and then want to give it back, like, gah!
1: (laughs) Okay, I don't want to be like super woo-woo, but my I'm a student of A Course in Miracles, which is one of my favorite books. And I won't talk about what it is, but today's practice was My happiness and function are one because God gave me both. So when we work in our function and when we work in what we're called to do and what feels good, we automatically become happy and that joy is contagious and we're helping people. So, like, again, whatever faith or whatever, something has called you to be an entrepreneur, whomever's listening. and And, you know, there's dark times. We know that. But when you know that you are doing it in service to other people, there's a joy that just can't be contained.
0: Yeah, and and we talk about this too in the work that we do as well and like getting really clear on who you serve because that's what it's all about. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's a couple exceptions, but for the majority of the case, like most entrepreneurs I know are like, I want to help a certain type of person do this certain type of thing and make their life better. And it's just like, what a beautiful, crazy group of people we are. (laughs) Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. <laughs> like we're all and like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone thought I was bad shit crazy and low-key, they were right.
1: Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're all just a bunch of crazy humans, but we're trying to do good things in the world. So, you know, not mad about it. Um, Morgan, uh, we've talked about this a little bit already. And so if if the answer is we've already talked about it, go for that. But uh, I've got two final questions for you. We're talking so much about entrepreneurship and confidence and and the women specifically that you're working with. What impact do you want to make on the world or what legacy do you want to leave?
1: I just want every woman to know she's worthy of being seen. Like if you get nothing out of this lesson or this podcast, like you're worthy. Like you're worthy of a life that you desire, a life that you dream of and and I I say this as someone who's actively working on it myself, right? Like I've already tattooed on sure. my arm. Um, but that is, I want my legacy to be about all of us living and embodying and dressing in our worthiness.
0: I love that. And then my second and last question. Here. I don't want this conversation to end, but okay. I know, we'll bye. have to do like a round two, <laughs> yes. round two, or like, you know, hang out in real life or something yes. like that. <laughs> um, as we've, again, gone pretty deep here, uh, talking about the relationship between life and entrepreneurship. So what is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Mm. For me,
1: it is entrepreneurship and life are both ultimate faith walk. Like Mm. we can't as smart women, we often feel like we can control everything, um, right? And I think trying to control and plan for every single thing blocks out the blessings of unexpected. And so my job, I tell myself, is to get into alignment for what I want, to take inspired action, not to have to grind and force and push and beg. And that applies to my life and also entrepreneurship of like, Trusting that everything is always working out for me, and again, this is not about sitting on my ass, but it's about it is also knowing though when it is time to sit down on my ass and be still and let and let the magic happen.
0: Yeah, because there is there's a time for that, and we oftentimes jump past it, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. to just be still and and mm-hmm. let it happen.
1: Yes, because if you there is just. We don't know the the splendor and the opportunities, and like we can't like. Did you envision your life looking like this when you became an entrepreneur?
0: No, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Same, right? I was like, I didn't even know how to spell that word. I, I didn't word either. It a lot. <laughs> it's a really hard word. So, to like, spell. if we weren't
1: open to that possibility, then we would. Then, then, what, where would we be? And that's the point. Is like trying to control every aspect of things, you can really miss out on some of the goodness that we never would expect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Morgan, for anybody listening who's like, yes, I want more of Morgan, how do they get in touch with you?
1: They can find me at Um, You can pick up a copy of the book from there. You can book me for a next speaking engagement. You can uh, talk to me about getting some styling services. I do virtual. I do per- in person. I travel, and I would love to connect with you.
0: Awesome. Well, for anybody listening who has enjoyed this episode even half as much as I have, Uh, I encourage you to please leave a review wherever you are listening. And Morgan, thank you so much for diving so deep, so fast and providing all of your words of wisdom today. Much appreciated. Thank you
1: for having me. Thank you for the work that you do, Kylie.
0: Thank you. Back at you, lady. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.